What's up, baby? It's me. What's good? It's me What's again. Good? What's good? Slime Big TJ tapping in. Uh, I'm coming to you from a rainy New York, but I did just leave a Balthazar lunch, so I'm feeling good. Yeah, we were just looking at a photo of your shrimp cocktail. <laughs> the presente- presentation left much to be desired, Chris. What do you think about that? I don't um, care uh, <laughs> because it tasted good, and I was in a great setting. The mm-hmm. ice-cold Pellegrino was flowing. Rachel Tashton, friend of the show, was regaling me with her great stories. Oh, that's um, nice. And I did follow, I followed that up with a nice uh, a classic omelet with a little Gruyere. Hold the fries. I obviously went with the, the the light green salad. It's lunch, you know what I mean. And then yeah. I ended it. I ended it with a with a nice double espresso, <laughs> and uh, you know felt good. A proper a proper lunch. Unfortunately, I wasn't able to get a cab. Luckily, I had on my Jam Store Arteric shell, so I did have to walk home in the rain. Oh. Which you know I don't like that, Jason. Why couldn't you get a cab, Chris? I heard actually last night from someone uh, that cabs are scarce right now because they're making more money on unemployment, so they're just not working, which makes sense. This is the first time COVID has affected you. Finally. Well, no, I had to get the vaccine, so it affected me that way. Uh, but yeah, I so last night I did go to a an, an event. Mm-hmm. It was packed with former uh, guests of How Long Gone. It was great to see everybody IRL, even met some people for the first time. Let's get a little scene report of this paywall party, Chris. What what was going on? It was a wet paint celebration as as the Freeze Fair kicks off this week, which I am going to shortly with friend of the show Twin Coleman. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, it was just a, it was a an unopened Tribeca Hotel rooftop. Oh, that's nice. Um, the bar did seem did seem to be open. Caitlin Phillips was was the organizer. Along with Nate Freeman, obviously the the face of wet paint. Mm-hmm. Shout outs to Nate. Shout outs to Kate. Shout outs to the whole squad. But yeah, everybody was Nate in the, and Kate plus eight. Everybody was in the building. I mean, literally everybody. Coscarelli, Carmonica. I mean, mm-hmm. Rachel Tashin was there. Uh, obviously, the Drunken Canal was there. Kobe Arner was there. Stephen yeah. Phillips Horst was there. Lily, the cable guy, was in the fucking building. Sam Hine. Sam Hine was shockingly not there. He was working, uh, and I did check mm-hmm. in with him to make sure he he was good though. <sighs> deadlines are deadlines. Deadlines are deadlines. So New York is 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 back, and I, I did take a big risk last night, Jason, and I did I checked the forecast, and it said it might rain, and I wore a suede coat anyway, <laughs> and. I am happy to say that that God did favor me, and it did not rain uh, last night until I was safely tucked into my to my cocoon. Damn! Shout outs to Matches Fashion for blessing <laughs> us with the suede. You guys rock. Actually, it's from it's from Drake's actually. Um, but oh shit! Yeah, that's fine. Don't don't worry about that, TJ. Uh, I'm still anyway, gonna shout out Matches. I bang yeah, that of course, shit on of my course, chest. Of course, of course. I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to. Um, you know railroad the convo uh but what's going on with you bro no don't railroad the convo whatever i have going on is way more interesting than your little than your little art net paywall parties chris <laughs> i just I, I just read is it true that that wet paint is switching to to paywall i have not facts? heard that is that true i didn't i did not get that i did not I, I can get to the bottom of this real quick with a text, but I, I don't know, Jason. Where did you see that news? Is that breaking? I saw it, I saw it on Twitter. Somebody, somebody mentioned, forgot who it was. I don't think that will happen. Uh, uh, it doesn't really make sense to do that. I mean, it's like a w- weekly column. I guess that, I guess a lot of newsletters are weekly, so maybe, I don't know. But yeah, I'm, I'm good. I just, I just finished uh, a nice workout. Things are healing in Glendale. The- Fuck, let's go, baby. I love that. I love when you tell me you finished a workout. The guitar player from System of a Down <laughs> is back in the gym wearing his essential workout shorts and staring at the uh, the ladies who have had some injections and fillers. <laughs> a little too. But you've seen. He's staring you've at him seen a this guy. You. But you've seen this guy before. Yeah. So before, like a long time ago, I don't know what it was. Two or three years ago. When I first joined Equinox Glendale, before I, I canceled my my membership and then turned into one of Hollywood's most infamous home gym owners, I was a <laughs> Knox user. Infamous, infamous to who, bro? No one gives a fuck about you, your little kettlebells and a big pad you got. You got a P, you got a TJ size P pad. That's what you're, you got. You're good. <laughs> it don't call it a P pad. That does hit a little too close to home. Uh, my yeah. new dog Bean has been loving <laughs> using that to uh, to urinate on, and I bought a Oxo brand scrub brush. Shout out to Oxo, the best 
<laughs> the best. Let uh, me just let me just clarify. Let me just clarify what just happened quickly. Recap for the <laughs> listeners. I talked about a fun party and going to Belsazar, and Jason's talking about what he bought to clean up dog urine from his workout mat. So I just want to. Well, ladies like this type you, of shit. Ladies like this type. <laughs> of shit. I just want to tell you the dichotomy that exists here on how long gone. I, I love it myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The juxtaposition, you could sink your teeth into it. It's more delicious than anything that they have to offer at Failing Balthazar. Don't do that. That's too far. But I'm sorry. Continue. Okay, so where were we at? The system of a down guitar player has returned. I used to see him there every single day, basically. And he was he was kind of like... Is he swole? He is not swole. Um, he does not... I guess they don't have a word for leg day in Armenian because he's he's working with some twiggies. <laughs> but you know what what he <laughs> what he lacks in calf he makes up in a long beard that has a multiple rubber bands heading all the way down as if he was you know the type of guy who, you know a Mister Cartoon style. That beard. guy is is rich as fuck. You know what I mean? Like rich that guy, as fuck. Like that guy's good money forever. You know, and I wonder, Jason. It, is this something do you think this would happen to you like if you got bit let's say how long gone finally gets that 100 million dollar spotify deal yeah did your look does your look switch up or do you keep consistent with the tj swag or do you just go absolutely bananas bonkers my look will switch up but it won't go bonkers i think you'll be seeing a lot more custom tailoring bro we can go we can go to atlanta and i can get you custom gators in a suit in 15 minutes you ain't gotta hit shack. i could i could i could head down into the financial district of los angeles there's there's a now and later gator <laughs> outpost district. at every turn what's the financial district of los angeles isn't that isn't that like <laughs> is that just the city national in beverly hills or is there something else going on that i don't know about no, no, down like downtown in in downtown LA. There's like different. There, there's like the fashion district, the jewelry district, all these districts. But like, it's not like anything good or real. You know what I mean? Like the jewelry district is like pr- a place that you get robbed at gunpoint. Yes, no, know? I'm 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 kidding. I I have unfortunately been to both of those. Yeah, districts. so so it's that kind of that kind of same vibe. But yeah, there's there's an old man in there willing and and waiting to put a zoot suit on you but speaking of fashion chris yeah we've got we've got a legend returning friend of the show uh longtime friend of mine david coggins one of our favorites um he is his third book that's three books bitch you know what i'm saying that's big shit bro that's three motherfucking books most people don't have one book that's the reality that is a harsh reality i only have what one or two so yeah three is you got very, bitch very you got one or you got one or two that you may have read but you ain't yeah maybe <laughs> um but da- but david coggins is back to join us on how long gone his new book the optimist came out i believe yesterday if you want to read an excerpt from that there's one on lit hub right now seeking stillness and sunlight on the art of fly fishing uh he was also in the new yorker this week a nice talk of the town on, on big coggins which is a a, a a massive accomplishment for any uh writer or new yorker since Jason likes to fish, I guess we'll have to talk about fishing for a little bit. Um, but I think don't that- put this on me, Chris. This man literally wrote a whole book about f- fishing. I think we're going to have to talk about fishing a little bit. You are grill pilled. Uh, excuse me, gill pilled. I apologize. And grill pilled, actually, when you think about it. I love to catch and not release, but to, in fact, sizzle <laughs> up on a, on a hot, hot wood fired grill. God damn, I'm getting hungry now, and I just had I just had some raw bar. Okay, okay. Well, I, I hope you saved some room for some rainbow or some brown trout because that's what we have on our on our <laughs> chef David. <laughs> chef David be cooking our catch of the day. Chef David be cooking. So all right, we'll, we'll give we'll give Big Coggins a call and we'll wade into the deep with our man. Oh, that's nice, Chris. I can do it too, bitch. Welcome back, David Coggins, author, oh my author, angler, friend of the show. Um, <laughs> we're celebrating your first of all, congratulations. The third book. I said, Thanks, this, I said this to Jason. Most people don't even have one book. So three is, is, a, is, a, is a big accomplishment. <laughs> you don't want to make it seem too easy. I'm holding the book right here. It's called The Optometrist. I guess this is like a Warby <laughs> Parker powered vehicle. Direct to consumer. It's the so history of the awesome. direct consumer glass glass business. It's actually really interesting. I don't know if you're into that kind of stuff. I know that you're more of an Oliver Peoples guy, but the Warby <laughs> check was bigger, so obviously you kind of had to go that route. And I don't knock you for it. Thanks, man. Yeah. We would never. Coggins, the book, did it come out yesterday? Came out yesterday. Does it feel new again to you, or does it feel like this thing's finally over? I think it feels pretty new because this is just such a different year, and it's a different type of book. And somehow you just don't know if you're going to get everything seems kind of good right now as we can. The end is in sight. We're all getting back out into the world. So it felt pretty good last night at Todd Snyder 
and it felt even better when I was going to come. Someone was there. Yeah, well, it didn't. It didn't quite become an A-list event because you weren't there, because but somebody, a young guy getting his book signed. Oh no! Had uh, how long? How long gone to? <laughs> Excellent. We love. We love when our brands. When our brands collide like that, David, that's that's something we love here on the show. Coggins, <laughs> do we need to send you the the Venmo request for that, or do you do you just do it at the? Is it like sixty days, ninety days? I don't know how it works. No, so for me, like I like this tote bag. I want it, and I'll use it in ten years. Like I like to wait. Like a concert shirt is good. Yeah, 10 I like years that. Later, the tote mm. bag has got to be like it's got to be slightly obsolete when they're like, wait, you mean? Chris Black, the talk show host? Yeah, back when he had a podcast? Like, yeah, yeah. Can you believe that? Chris Black from the E Network? <laughs> God, I love his red carpet stuff. Uh, I think that the, um, well, speaking of totes, and I, I don't want to jump right into it, but you made a, you made a, you made a collaborative tote with LL Bean, which is, yeah, that, that shits on our little tote that we made with our friend. You know what I mean? That's a little bit different. How did that, how did, I mean, I know you have a relationship with them, but I, I don't, do they do yeah. promotional materials or is this a special, special case? Friends with the brand. I do some work with them. I'm, I'm technically a, their guest editor, which is sort of a made up title that we came up with. Sure. Like podcaster. I, we, we, we know. We, exactly. We know. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so I, we had this idea. I'm, obs- I have this monocolor blue L.L. Bean tote that I like and gives me a sense of superiority because nobody else can find it. And so I thought maybe we could make a monocolor tote and that had to do with the Optimist coming out. And so they very kindly agreed to do it and shipped just boxes of them to uh, our little apartment in the West Village. And now I'm busy handing them to influential people such as yourselves the next time I see you. Again, you can wait 10 years before using. I I feel like because I see, you know, I see a lot of these these books coming out. You know, people got books coming out and, you know, the the some of them don't get any promotional materials, which obviously is a mistake. But then some, you know, (laughs) see like Cassie David's book, it came with like edibles and a T-shirt. You know what I mean? I don't, I don't no. want that. I'm all, I'm all set on that. Like, I don't, like, I can't, if I, like, I'm good. Whereas a, a tote bag, also the history of the, t- of the tote is so book related. It's deeply intertwined yeah. with the publishing business. Totally. So it not only, yeah, make- you could almost put books in the tote, right? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Jason. That's how we're giving them out. Yeah. So, Completely. so it's just a I'm- quick tangent on that. When you say it's a mono colored blue tote, are you referring to, like uh, the same blue embroidery stitching yeah. on the same on the blue canvas background. Yeah, okay, exactly okay. all blue. So this one is all olive, though the stitching is white, and then it's like embroidered. It says Ella Bean and a little fish coming out, and then it says the Optimist in the Optimist font. Ooh. And it's uh, it's a highly uh, the fact that you can't buy it, of course, makes it more mm-hmm. um, desirable, and uh, that makes it priceless. I guess it is. You know, I do. I, I but I'm waiting to see one on eBay. <laughs> and I'll know. Not to take away from your moment, but I do have a little bone to pick with your uh, employer, employer, LL Bean. Oh, really? Buckle up, Coggins. Well, it's it's not it's not <laughs> something. Obviously, I know that it's not your fault, but you're here. So, <laughs> okay. you know, you know, put your vest okay. on. I love it. But so I, you know, I about 10 years ago, probably eight years ago, I, I made a my, also well, not fully monochromatic, but but my bag is white, and it says FYI where the embroidery would be. It's kind of a signature. It's kind of a signature of mine. Love it. And I I have tried and also been told by other fans of the Boat and Tote franchise that you are no longer able to do that's right and all white. So why do you think that? What? Why? Why are they limiting our choices? I you know. Good question, Chris. And it's David, can we talk to your manager, co- please? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Good. I'll tell you, though. It's a good question because uh, our friend um, Hunter Thompson used to write these very elaborate letters to L.L. Bean's customer service. He would tell them if he liked something. He would tell them if he didn't. That He usually did this at about 4 in the morning. So I kind of like sure. Chris is coming in here. Yes, yeah. And I also like that. I, I, I'll, I'll be sure to pass it along. They, there's a lot of different – what I discovered with the tote process is that they have a lot of limitations – and there's such demand that they basically do the things they're really good at. Mm. And of course, I thought, because we're in this niche world, I was like, well, why don't you make these very specific rare ones and charge 10 times more for people who listen to How Long Gone, <laughs> who will, of course, love it if they cost $245. They're like, that's, they they're like, that's that, not that our never business. never occurred to them. That's not <laughs> our said, business. They said that it, they'd never thought of anything like that. And they said it was such a hard time making them custom. And I said, just charge literally 10 times more. People will freaking love mm-hmm. it. And they said, oh, that, that's just not how we do things. And I said, okay, well. That's why you're not a podcaster. They're like this isn't <laughs> off white. This is LLB, <laughs> exactly. okay? 
We don't play the that. The problem shit. is, I appreciate that. You know what I mean. So I, I respect it, and I, <laughs> exactly. I, you know, I also these people are so nice. Yeah, you can't get mad at that, really. But I do. So, so this bag is obviously tattered from years of use, crisscrossing the globe. Yeah. Um. From you know, I, I don't even want to talk about that. Uh. And Chris, Chris, I'm going to see what I can do. Okay. Because because otherwise, I'm going to have to go to the Bodie Taylor shop and pay two hundred fifty dollars <laughs> to have a hole patched. You know what I mean? So I need I need an option. I need a new bag. I just can't I can't afford the patching. I, I feel like it would be nice if I could log into your Delta account, Chris, so I knew where you could be and I could anticipate when you're getting off Delta One, and I could just have something waiting for you. I would because um, it's too, but it's too hard for me to figure out your movements. Coggins, I would share those details with you. Um, let's talk about <laughs> it off. You know, you're not the first person to ask, and but you're not my mom, so you, you're you're further along. Your bag will be waiting for you at the LaGuardia Valet. Whenever you're, whenever you're comfortable to come pick it up. So are you saying that these bags have to be, are you saying that you're just not a, a USPS guy, so they have to be hand-delivered because you don't want to go to the post office? Analog style, man. Analog style. I'm sending one actually to California to probably one of the few influential people I know. That person get, makes me go to do one trip, but I like to hand it off. It also gives me an excuse to see my friends. No, it's smart. It's smart. So what is the, the when fuck is, the is this influential tour? person in California, by the way? <laughs> I don't know. I this it's somebody I met on Instagram, just an actor I like. So oh, I, I get one, I get oh one, Hollywood I know, Coggins, I Hollywood Coggins. It's it's not Justin Theroux. I'll look, just look, BJ Novak. Anyone can get a toe to him. <laughs> don't be acting all high and mighty on this pod. Coggins is about to belly up to the bar at the San Vicente bungalows with BJ and Mayor and I, hand off some totes. <laughs> All I have to say is, I just ask every actor if they want to play me in The Optimist. They just have to want to gain weight and grow a beard. And they're like, great. Transformative role. <laughs> I love transforming. Yeah. I, I mean, that thing gray. After we've seen what Mark Wahlberg is capable to do, I can't even imagine who's <laughs> going to play, who's going to play Coggins in The Optimist, the book, the movie. I like it. A young James Spader, I think, is sort of where I was going. Oh. Hmm. That's, that's actually great. I, I love Spader. There was a great show called Boston Legal. I don't know if you guys remember that. <laughs> I just remember. Did that actually exist, or was that no, just no? Like it's it's William, on ABC Will, William, William Shatner, <laughs> William Shatner, and James Spader, and it was amazing. Amazing. They were lawyer. It's really, really a good program. Are you sure it's a good program, Chris? Are you going to put your name on that? <laughs> the memory was warm, guys. I bought this. Let me tell you how old this is. I bought the DVD set and watched it on my my <laughs> Apple laptop on AirTran Airways going to and fr- Atlanta to New York. That's how old what this is. What The fuck. I like that. <laughs> I think, Boston Chris, legal I think DVDs? Next... <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. That, that's the sort of thing you see in the like the church <laughs> yeah, no, it store is, it for is. like yeah, two ninety. That sounds like community you know? service, not a not an act of pleasure. <laughs> well, guys, to be fair, it was it was the era of D it's not like this was last year. This was the era of DVDs. It was all we had. It was pre No, I didn't the more that I get to know you through this little podcast we do, <laughs> I'm the more I'm realizing that Chris Black is a is a procedural head more than <laughs> yes, anyone I- I've ever met. But you don't like Law and Order, which is odd no, to no. Me. I I do like Law and Order, but I've just seen. I feel like it's, it's like just, saying I like rock and roll, but not really the Stones. You know what I mean? Come on. No, guys. I've watched so <laughs> I've watched so much Law and Order because Law and Order also. I, I you might not know this, Jason, because you don't you've never lived here, but it's like Seinfeld. It's on all. It's on more in New York than anywhere in the in the world. Okay, I I truly believe totally. So it's like. No, but I, I have picked up a new show called Madam Secretary. I don't know if you guys are familiar with this, where Tia, Tia Leone is the Secretary of State. Obviously, hijinks ensue. Chris, you're not allowed to make fun of me for anything ever again. Actually, that this no, that, laundry list of trash TV that's spewing out of your mouth is shocking. Jason, this is I don't know what to tell you. I'm I'm just honest about my likes and dislikes, and people seem to not like that. So I don't I don't know what to do. Chris, Chris just got a text from uh, LLB, and they said they'll do an all white tote, but it's going to say Boston legal on the side, but like BSTN. LGL, BS- like for real heads. BSTN, <laughs> honestly, that's a BSTN LGL would be amazing because I guarantee you one person would recognize that and give me and give me the props I deserve. That vanity plate in LA, it probably just Shatner. Shatner you know? definitely has it on one of his be. cars. Yeah, Shatner definitely has it on one of his cars. Because he already used Shatner for the other, you know. With Star Trek Nelly. was fine. Boston Legal, that's where I really got to be myself. <laughs> that, yeah, that was my, my true calling. So I had to, this question for you. Uh, am I the oldest person and the only person with no tattoo who's ever been on this podcast except for mickey who has a private jet so the oldest <laughs> untattooed person without a private jet to appear on this podcast. you're talking on a wealth to age ratio <laughs> well it's like seems- you're not poor but you don't have you don't have drexler bread is what you're saying 
I, I still I still have the Delta app on my phone. When yeah. I can delete that, then I've really you know then okay. when we've okay. sold the Optimist rights and we're uh, I'm hanging with Jimmy Buffett. I think you're right. I think you are that person. There was talk of my parents <laughs> coming on, but that hasn't happened yet, mercifully. So until then, I do that in Sweeps Week until, when yeah. you need those high ratings. It's like Chris's parents come in. And you're like, oh wait, who's this? His high school guidance counselor. Come on in. No, that voice is so this? you are, but you're a you're a heavily requested guest. You're a popular guest on this program there's you're, you're one of the very few we've let come back for a second go-round that i, I mean i'm I, i'm totally flattered you know i i live in a how long gone household uh emily listens to the pod she's telling me all this funny stuff you said kind of maybe that how your podcast might be more relevant and funnier than michael williams and my podcast which is kind of helpful and i have never i would i think I mean, we're aiming it i think we're I think we're aiming at different audiences, but there is a heavy crossover, especially for Michael's <laughs> yeah. Brentwood f- s- section. You know what I mean? That's really where. Yeah, because I get um, when I go to anchor.fm, check it out. It's a great hosting <laughs> site, but they'll give me wonderful data points and analytics. So when you appear, the uh, the age 44 to 55 bracket that's usually <laughs> down low, it'll get a bump. I you know like it. I mean? It'll and those, and if you can tap into that demo, oh baby, we're 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 not we're <laughs> yeah, doing Cartier ads. We ain't doing no manscape. Exactly. These people, these people have watch collections. Mm-hmm. They they're putting down first growth Bordeaux. I mean, I know most of your <laughs> listeners do live at home, so that's fine. But I like the whole the whole family. Look, my look, I have a wine cellar. It's my, it's I guess technically it's my dad's, but we do have a wine collection in that. In yeah. That. Every time every like time it. you come and do the show, we get served all these ads for like yacht cleaning services and like <laughs> sailboat repair apps and things like that it's a it's a whole different level be, be careful if you follow my instagram or even just click to it because you don't know what you're, you're going to start getting cardigans you know p- the custom librarian libraries built Alexa's gonna be like, oh you old read. old okay <laughs> uh coggins i i also you know i i know you i want to get you way in i wanted to wait for the show for this we have a couple issues okay. to tackle with you yeah but first and foremost the supreme south two west eight fishing collection i i know you uh-huh. saw it and and you know some of it is cool looking and south two west eight is a cool brand yeah but do you see your beloved fishing being ruined much like our college rock uh, <laughs> I, I mean that i think the thing about that is that i know it's going to be so fast that we're going to all have forgotten about it and then probably someone will wear it ironically in you know five years or mm-hmm. something that's true so i couldn't even be bothered to get mad about it i mean i always joke that the only way to, for supreme to stop doing anything is if i did a collaboration with them because then they would be so irrelevant and old that it would actually break them it would finally so I'm, I'm still willing to do it if you want to do coggins <laughs> supreme and we will just coggins end this supreme. farce right now yeah i have a lot of clothing brands that you should do collabs with if that's if that's all it takes to end them <laughs> Forever. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> You're gonna make a lot of money while killing off a lot of brands. That's cool. Yeah, I mean, I think, but like, you take something that's purpose built, like for fly fishing, and then you, if you steer it into the kind of street where you're, you're getting into kind of a dangerous zone that I don't think really serves either type of head very well. So that would be mine. Because I have a few friends who are my age, which is only a little bit younger than you. That yep. They got it. They're wearing it head to toe, and they actually fish, and it did look cool. Like I liked the idea of it because it looks so different than what you normally see. Yeah. Dave, I'm sorry about my podcast host. I'm sorry. No, you know what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying. But you're saying it's a bastardization of your beloved sport. Yeah. I mean, I'm not a, I totally like thinking and developing new products and I'm actually doing some that are coming out. Damn. Is there going to be, can I cop a Coggins rod in the near future? I was walked right into it. We got the Orvis collab, bitch. Orvis collab, bitch. We've got the, we've got the Drake's Coggins fly, you know, outdoor fly fishing collection. That's this fall. Damn. Must be nice. All I get is a free jacket here and there. Damn. They didn't ask me for any, damn. Yeah. Just we, something that we talked about in the intro and a piece of info that will come in handy for you. Yeah. Do not do suede waders. It is bad. It is bad for water. <laughs> yeah, don't keep in the water. Up. Mine are just lined in mink. That seems to be fine around the ankles. They say some of these places you go look cold. So it's smart that you want to keep yeah. your keep your legs warm. If you guys want to go, if we can do kind of a fly fishing with John or fishing with John, that old uh, show on IFC, we do. I'm happy to go fishing with you for a story in Vanity Fair, Chris, Jason, whatever makes sense. We can do it. It will be very fun. Vanity Fair or higher. That's the that's the bar where <laughs> exactly. I noticed it's the bar for writing online there is kind of don't uh, come for know, me to be relevant on my show. They, they even let Chris do <laughs> a little story. Great. 
I saw it. It was great. Dining outside. Thank, I think <laughs> I liked it. Oh, uh, uh, <laughs> I always read. I love to see Chris in print. Chris's name in print. I feel very How's proud. Of Thank you. Thank you, Dad. I think that the. I think that the. Um, the unfortunately, the fly fishing expedition with me and Jason. It would require a video element. I think to really hammer oh, it home, sure. it would require a full a full camera crew. Not just Jason. Coggins, he always fishes with the GoPro headlamp, so <laughs> yeah, or sometimes a chest so, rig, depending on where his flies are velcroed to his his breast area. But yeah, we get it all on footage, bro. Don't worry, I'll score it. It'll be a bomb soundtrack. So yeah, there's going to be some e- an EDM soundtrack to us fly fishing. That's a good idea. It's not your grandfather's fly fishing trip. What camera am I looking at here? Where am I looking? Where are my eyes? Where are my eyes? Like, are the, are who's, got who's, who's got me? Who's got me? So you're doing you're doing a Drake's fly fishing gear collaboration, which yeah. I, I'm just let me know if you need me to shoot the camp, be in the campaign. I'm willing. Um, but what 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 else do we have coming? Because this seems like a, this is going to be a year long rollout like COVID. Yeah, it's going to be a while. So my one of the most exciting things are these these. To me, I love the fly fishing, old fly fishing glasses that they sort of stopped making kind of aviator style that they just they make very modern, ugly ones. So I worked with this English company coming out in a few weeks. That's cool. Handmade glasses. So it's like a freaking, sun, it's like a sunglass, but it's specifically for fly fishing. Yeah, polarized glasses, 1970s style. Oh, shit. Handmade. Oh, so this yeah. has a blue blue blocking technology so you can see all exactly. Those. So you can see through the thing, but it, it kind of looks like something, you know, Robert De Niro would wear in 1977. Yeah, those are, and I have oh, yeah. to say my, cool. my there. It's pretty sweet. Like my biggest I decided my passion now is to tell people what I want made, have them do most. I send them a few photos. They do most of the hard work, the drawings, and then I come in and change it three percent have my name on it and feel really like i did all the work when these are like true so a designer doing like got it that, yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly that's exactly what jason does I didn't know when if that he, was a creative director and it's this podcast it's the same it's the same thing <laughs> exactly. it's the same we, we're very familiar with that system i did it add a little seasoning <laughs> <laughs> that's re- that's very cool very how much how much some of that gonna run us what's the what's the ticket on mm. this Mm-hmm. Mm, well, handmade, eighteen hours to make them. We're we're getting into Stop the real, qualifying the real your stuff. answer. Go ahead. We 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 don't think it's going to be cheap. Five hundred and ten dollars. Five hundred and ten dollars. No, that's fine. I mean, I think that's yep. that's like because a flat five hundred not wasn't enough. Yeah, they had to get that extra. <laughs> I, I added the ten. I don't know. I don't know the how 10, much. That's that was his. That's a, we call that the vid. It's it's, <laughs> it's coming from the uh, from pounds to dollars. I don't know what okay. it is. I oh, that conversion. I'm making these hats with with Quaker Marine, the American made, you know, wide bill hats. Those are coming out soon. Yeah, Got a bro. pair of shoes coming out with Rancord and um, you know, boat shoes. Shit, man. You are the cause of, of fly fishing. This guy got more collabs <laughs> than uh... the, the point is that you can wear all this stuff not fishing because we want regular, you know, people who aren't, you know, obsessed and insane like I am to have it and they can walk in, you know, into the Brentwood Country Mart. This sounds like our concept for gone by how long gone our diffusion line. So I we under we understand <laughs> exactly. we understand where you're coming from. Except the price point is a little different. We're he's diffusing up and we're diffusing down. Yeah, yeah, he's, he, yeah I didn't know you could diffuse up. No, well, let, <laughs> let me ask you this though. If you guys had the how long gone all white tote bag, would it be more interesting to people if it was way overpriced or way underpriced. See, this is what I'm really fascinated by in modern culture. Like when is something, when do people get like, Oh, it's too expensive. I want it. Or if it, you know, reassuring, this is, you know what, this is, this is, I have a a, a story about something like this because Celine made a boat, boat and tote basically that was leather lined and it was very expensive. And I don't, I wanted it. I, I wanted it because I was like, this is a, totally. this is the expensive ass version of the thing I use every day, which always appeals to me. Totally. I don't know, Jason, I don't think our listener would want to spend. I think, I think we, what we're looking at is a hundred dollar to $150 max out. You know what I mean? On whatever it is. I, like it. I, 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 I would, mm-hmm. I would guess. And also, no, I, yeah, I think it, it all depends on what the brand is, what it, what it's trying to translate. And, right. And we're a little too blue collar, a little too every man. Not, not my Wait, doing. I thought you guys were meat. I thought you were coastal media elites. Is that, those are the people yeah. I know. They're all writing in the Condé Nast building. No, Jason brings us down <laughs> because he loves to do like yard work <laughs> and paint the shutters and shit. Like, Jason doesn't hire task rabbits to like do everything, so he brings us down to this dark blue collar level. And so you're kind of like Harrison Ford in the seventies. Exactly. That's right. yes. just- he can do it all. And he was hot. <laughs> yeah. I think of it more as as you know, like merchandise prices. Like go to a show. Yeah. Even if you go to something big like Drake, 
Like you go to a Drake show, there's a lot of merchandise on the wall, but you can't, you know, it's not, there's not going to be anything over two or 300 bucks. Maybe there's a $500 varsity mm. jacket or something, but like even at that level, it's, it's relatively, it's relatively I, cheap. I think the quality level has to be there to have it make sense. Mm-hmm. So, you know, like sometimes I think about there's a, there's like a, a hoodie sweatshirt company called Camber. You've probably heard of, but they, they're like uh, American made high end, like David Coggins has David Coggins hasn't worn a hooded sweatshirt since fucking birth. What do you mean? Jay? Yeah, He's I'm, know aware, what that is. I'm aware. I'm aware. Well, you know, it's, it's a hair. It's an American heritage brand and they're known for, That's true. Like known it, for making sure. like high end work where like yeah. bulletproof sweatshirts and things like that for people. And it's a really high price point. So if we did a hoodie with them. It would be way, you know, outside of the the, the Gildan or the Champion price range. Mm-hmm. But that's the type of thing where if the heads knew, then they would cop. But it would have to be a, a small right. inventory lit. You know, we'd make fifty See, of them instead that. of two hundred of them or something. The limited like that. edition. But what you're doing, what you're doing, makes more sense because you're working with you're working with people who already make this stuff, and they know people know yeah, what exactly. the price point is. Like if I, you know what a Drake's price point is, so the Drake's Coggins is going to be in line with that, and you know that going in. Mm-hmm. So that that you're you're. You're further ahead than we are. Well, it was very nice to see a, a tote bag out in the wild yesterday and see you guys and think about you guys. Um, That's the whole point. So where's the book tour? I, I, I know you've, you're hitting the road, so you're packing up the sob. And no, where, are you, where are you heading? We're, well, we're doing an event in California, actually, this weekend uh, at the Faust Winery, if you can believe that. That's sort of a Matt Hrannick joint, and I'm uh, I'm signing books and doing a little West Coast swing. Where is that? In, is that Northern California? In, in Napa. Yeah, Napa. Wow, this guy's doing a book but signing in Napa, up. Jason. You hear this shit? <laughs> yeah, I was about to be like, yo, I'll it's, come, it's I'll come through, fam. But I don't know if I'm going to be able to come through all the way to Napa. <laughs> are you coming to LA? Are you are you coming to LA for? No, I'm. J- this was just a, this is a hard targeted in out. My sister lives in Sausalito. I'll see her, and then I come back do something in the Catskills at the Fly Fishing Center and Museum there, and then we'll kind of go. I think we're going to lay low see what happens, what makes the most sense for stores and what they're kind of, you know, just what, what they're comfortable doing and what people want to do. I'm getting asked to do some readings over Zoom, which seems like no. a disaster. That's, that's um, off brand for you, Coggins. <laughs> and I'm going to step in there. It's also like, guys, this shit is over. Let my man come do his thing. You know where you can go? You can go to the South, baby. <laughs> Let's do a reading. We're going to Alabama. We're going to Tennessee. We're going to Florida. Oh, no, they think fly fishing is gay in the South, though. I, I don't know if that's, <laughs> that's going to work out for them. <laughs> that's a good point. That, that's a good point. Uh, there are a couple of rich guys down there who, who like it, but yeah, I hear you. Some of them go down to the Bahamas, so you got to get into the right pockets. You know, Sid Mashburn, that, that, they, they're into it. Yeah, no, that's true. That's Somebody true. from Knoxville asked me to come down to their store, so and normally they know I'll come if they like set up some fishing for me. So it's a pretty good situation. I'll go to any town if they if there's uh, good fishing. They know how to. Yeah, that just that's like me DJing. <laughs> they're like, we'll buy you dinner. I'm like, all right, cool. Yeah, let's do dude. It. I mean, exactly. when I when we went to Indianapolis to test our coffee, the guy set me up at a fucking gym and i had a I, that's all i needed i was literally like where am i gonna work out all right we're good let's go i'm, I'm happy i'll get on the plane so actually i the, the craziest thing i had to do for this project is this is the first book i've done that had, had an audio book and so they said they said well do you want to read it i said absolutely not and uh then they said well here are four people that we work with a lot choose pick one of them and it was absolutely crazy to like go through and listen to these you know voice actors and act, some of them are real actors who do this and decide who is going to read it kind of in my voice my words and it was a very, you know, the way people say who's going to play you in the movie of you, obviously Mark Wahlberg, if it sounds like. Um, and it was it was very funny deciding based on these guys' voices who it was going to be. Did you get a headshot attached with the package or is this just voice only? I, I did, which just made it worse. <laughs> yeah, that's worse. worse. I, well, I looked up this guy. He's been on some been on some TV shows and movies. He did a really good job. So what was that process? So what is that process like? Do you do you li- do you get cuts and make suggestions or kind of like here it is? No, they just well, see, it's it's totally different because of COVID. Normally they have a, it's quite an industry now when you'd go to a studio and yeah. they, they kind of knock them out pretty fast. Now I think they're doing it remotely. And I actually recorded the afterword, which shouldn't really be that hard. I actually had to use GarageBand, which is the only other time I've used that in my life is with you guys the last time we recorded. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. We prepped you and for so, the big leagues once again, <laughs> once again. So, exactly. So they're like, well, they're like, your your apartment sounds a little tinny. Can you go into the closet and read there? I'm like, my closet's not big enough. And they're like, well, where basically I ended up re- trying to sit on my bed with a computer open, a microphone, 
and GarageBand recording with a towel over my head to record something. It is just, I thought this is the lowest form of now, now you know how it feels to be a real podcaster. And that, that is, exactly. that, that is the pain that we live with. <laughs> Jason's told me to go in the closet many times, many times. Oh, you had to go one, one day. Wow. For the fidelity, for the fidelity. I get notes all the time from Jason. You're gonna have to turn the volume up. It's a little, it's a little tinny in there. It's a little, it's a little echoey. I'm like, bro, I'm on the road. What do you want me? You know, what do you want me to do? But it's <laughs> blame Fauci for this one guys do your listeners want you to sound natural or true to yourself or do they want to are they kind of fidelity guys who want it to be very have with very high standards they'll take it or leave it but it's one one (laughs) thing i've noticed after listening to other podcasts as as ragtag and amateur as our show is i think the sound quality of it is pretty damn good compared to most oh totally good completely Oh, oh, absolutely. I'm, I'm into, I'm into the sound. I just have to get revved up for your show. It's not that hard to achieve good sound in a podcast. I don't know why everyone struggles with it. Well, see, that's because you're a pro. I'm a fucking pro. It's not that hard to make a good steak. That's what, uh, <laughs> that's true. Francis Melman you're said. Damn right. You know? Yeah. Salt, <laughs> fat, acid, heat. That's all you need. Okay. So, all right. Samin, calm down. I, I think that the, I think that the, don't talk about Queen. Jason is good at this. And also, I think that like, I would, I would guess a lot of people that do podcasts, especially in this way, do not have like audio backgrounds the way Jason, even right. though he wasn't doing this, like he's very experienced with the software and like the understanding of how it needs to be. Um, whereas I've been doing things like this my whole life too, and I have zero understanding of any of it. Um, so Chris hires somebody to do it, and I'm the guy who he hires to do it. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, well, it's good to have your roles established, right? Because then, you know, Chris, yeah. we're a team. Be like, what, what's, why is this light flashing? We have our roles, we have our boundaries, and that's really important in 2021. <laughs> it really is. But I, that audiobook is really cool because I, I think that is, I was talking about this today on a call, a work related call, where like, you know, I, I think that it, I've never listened to one literally ever. Yeah, but I, tough. I, I, it can be tough. I've listened to articles now, like on New York Times or New Yorker, they offer that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do like it, but it's just I don't think about that. Like I think about buying a book yeah. and reading it. Ver- I just don't think about downloading a book. I think it's a different mindset. Well, it's pretty wild because all of a sudden I'm I, when I when they finally listed this on Amazon and I'm looking at the Audible whatever and they're like length seven and a half hours and I was like oh really is that how long it takes to read this thing I love that I've spent two years of my life doing we just like have it broken down so clinically I felt quite humbling yeah, it's a pretty short book sure <laughs> no exactly it's, and even less if you're reading it to yourself to be honest it's small six hours it's, you can it's small you can get yeah. it done it's like, it's like a, it's like a drive we're making great time it's a cross-country flight so why didn't you want to read it yourself if I ever wrote a book my ass is reading the whole motherfucker <laughs> definitely oh me too <laughs> well I I don't think I wanted to do that you got a good voice you know i think that says a lot about you i like that jace i i didn't feel comfortable doing that it felt too personal to do yeah that. i guess mm-hmm. it depends on what kind of book you're making but i i, I feel whenever i'm writing anything i'm always writing in my own speaking voice probably a little sure. way too much totally. so i feel like all yeah. my little commas and inflections and things like that i really want to yeah. hammer them home and i don't trust some voice actor to do it no that's it's actually that's a really good point because when i hear him say it he's reading it for someone listening to the words for the first time and he he has his own way of doing it which isn't how i would do it but it just his voice is so good and cheerful it seems to me mm-hmm. very nice but we're in a strange world sometimes right voice too bomb and you just have to let him hit you don't care if he's a mean guy or something you know? <laughs> yeah you don't care if he calls you back you know and that's that's that that's <laughs> the world we're living in i i don't you don't strike me as an audiobook guy but i'm glad you relented and allowed this to to happen totally i mean you know sometimes you have to have these things you're doing a road trip i listen to very specific things on audiobooks especially if they're in someone's tone of voice like this lucian freud biography was really good because the guy it's basically an interview with lucian freud and this english guy sounds incredible and basically imitating him and it was just hysterical anything of hunter s thompson's letters are hysterical the guy who reads them malcolm hill gardner is absolutely hysterical mm. so there's certain people that are good yeah. mm. And it, it's almost like extended interviews with well, them. Well, it's like a but different thing. That we never do that for. It's like different, they also sell an audio CD, which I actually am thinking of getting because it just is so absurd that you could buy. An, do you have a CD player in your car, either of you? No, no, I have a I have a 2021 BMW X5. It did come with Sirius XM free for three months. <laughs> okay, so I didn't know if we were going under that. I I, te- I teed you up on that one, Chris. I didn't want to. <laughs> I we we Jason and I have discussed CDs often because, and I know you're Jason Coggins was unloading his. CD collection a couple years ago yep. and texted me to see if I wanted to come by and scoop up any, you know, <laughs> Afghan wig CDs. 
you know, <laughs> which which I, I was out of town or I might have done it. You know, I might have taken you up. I, I realized like the best thing is see. So I have in my car now, I do have a CD player in my car and I've in my car now, like the CDs that I listen to if I'm like fishing or something. So that's like Tom Petty, like a very specific sort of thing. Cracker for those for those of us. Yeah, let's go. Grew up in Georgia. And and then I have some old REM. And it's like I was like, if a CD exists, it should be from the time when CDs existed. So like REM document perfect cd like just as an object and prime and those, cd era <laughs> exactly green amazing so that's damn Coggins, that's in, my in shooter baby green is my shit <laughs> i was playing green on our road trip. fishing music i was playing green on our road trips <laughs> through the south and i believe the entire car asked me to turn it off like i think that, that <laughs> i was vetoed so like mike mills don't sleep on Mike Mills. Never sleep on Mills, baby. Yeah, there. I remember <laughs> your your girlfriend was just like, "Why are we listening to this? Is there a reason that <laughs> world we leader pretend for the fourth time?" Look, I mean, this is like, no, no, seriously, this part is so good. Michael Stipe, right at the time. Between- when you say fishing music, that just means music that you listen to while you're going to and from the stream. Yeah, you don't exactly. have a yellow Sony Walkman bolted onto your belt. <laughs> the sport, no, wa- the waterproof sport. Jason, Sony. he's a no, modern guy. Really you know, nice. he's got he's doing a he's doing a Coggins Beats pill for the for the stream that's that's it he failed to mention that that product he's still no, in you'll spook the brownies if you do that you dumbass <laughs> jimmy Collins jimmy Iveen is actually a big fisherman so he really he, he really saw eye to eye on this project I'm, I'm just hoping these people come out of the woodwork who love to fish I, and you know my dream is to fish with uh you know huey lewis but is that is that happening? happening wait, because I I mean who yeah who's your Mount Rushmore of fishing partners? Is Letterman up there? He seems like yeah. Is it Letterman top three? Tom Stoppard. I mean the King Tom Stoppard, David Letterman, Michael Keaton. Done. Oh, is Keaton, Keaton. is Keaton a known a known huge really? Huge. I feel like that could All happen. These guys who have big Montana ranches, you know. They, they, I would like to see life. some more female representation on this. You know, <laughs> Rachel Maddow. Rachel Maddow. <laughs> You're like that's all we got. <laughs> I, I do not want to fish with Rachel Maddow. So good, go. Ahead. You have fun with that. Well, I, this was something that I was thinking of earlier. Of like, you know, a, a big reason w- that I used to love fishing when I was a kid was just I, I had fun doing it. And that was it. And then when you get older, a lot of times it's like a way to meditate, get a little alone time, sure. get away from the ball and chain. I love this. But um, yeah. you don't really see a, a whole lot of women being invited out on the fishing trips. It does seem like something to do for the fellas. Do you, do you notice that changing or or what do you think? I think it's changing. I think it's changing because the, the, the way people fish now are, you know, it's a more extension of being outside and if and people who are trying to escape the city, if they're in the Catskills or wherever, and they're they're just learning skills in a better way you know they've got a ton of patagonia clothes they're ready to get out there and i think there's a lot don't come for me okay don't do not come for me i will never fish unless it's with you and there's money involved and i'll still wear my patagonia proudly (laughs) no that mean, patagonia makes the some of the best waiters yvonne's insane obsessive about it and so there i think there are a lot of people to yvonne you know (laughs) i think there's a lot of people in that kind of van life world who we get into fly fishing is just part of being outside and aren't so fussy about it. And so mm-hmm. trying to do it in some sort of waspy rarefied way. But you're, but I feel like the book, the whole point of the book is, I mean, obviously it's about fly fishing, but it's, it's more about a, it's a meditation on life is what they would say. Well, I mean, this is what they say. I, I, you know, it's about both things, right? Of course it is about fishing, but it's also about obsession and how we kind of led an obsession into our lives and you have to make time for it. And I think in a one thing that's nice about the timing of this book over the last year, I think people gave themselves you know, turned over themselves to a certain extent and realized the things they wanted to do more, what mattered to them, because maybe their work-life balance was out of whack. And so I think if you create space, I think that's a worthwhile thing, whether whatever you do with that is fishing or baking or sailing or whatever, podcasting, maybe not. Doing my silly rest little of those So that, it's about those things too. And it's a travel book. You know, each chapter is a different place and a different fish. So it's kind of lo- the culture of Patagonia or of Canada or the Bahamas and what it's like to be in these incredible places going after specific fish hashtag wanderlust (laughs) my my obsession with rejected title my obsession with with working out has led me to crossfit gyms in indianapolis and you know a a blue lives matter gym in charleston and yours leads you to patagonia it It leads you to the bahamas i think i chose wrong (laughs) i I'm, i'm starting to regret my choices i mean Trout have good taste, so they live in beautiful places. That's sort of what what what, the, what this is said. Yeah. So they, it's like if you were a fish, Chris. <laughs> this man came on our exactly. podcast and said this kind of fish has good taste. Man, that's crazy. That's crazy. <laughs> that's cool. Well, I mean, obviously, yeah. I, 
fishing is very meditative of course you're out there it's just you and nature you don't you know right you're being quiet you're alone some you know quite often yeah i i I see a lot of similarities to playing tennis and fishing it's just one one has more cardio than the other (laughs) well i mean i think what's great about fishing is you can do it alone and you're in in like we said beautiful places and then there's sort of this the time that you have it was self-contained and that you you know can analyze and think about whatever it is that matters to you while you're paying attention, while your senses are heightened. And then it's punctuated with extreme action and drama. <sighs> and so you've got both of these things happening. One, you can go for an hour while you're just admiring everything. And then you've got five minutes of intense action. And sort of that, that contrast is really exciting. And the anticipation for those five minutes where something happens is, is extreme and, and, and really makes you feel more alive. Not unlike the game of football. If you ask me, exactly, exactly. Three hours of boring shit, five minutes of <laughs> you can't buy it. I was gonna say going on a date with Jason, but I guess that football <laughs> is also also a a fair yes. comparison. <laughs> Do not call me a five minute man. <laughs> well, there's the four minute mile, which we all aspire to, and the five minute man. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we don't aspire to it; we just live with it. We it's all live about with the build up. Yeah, we we live. <laughs> One with it. is not better than the other. Exactly. It takes all kinds. It takes all kinds. You're like, how many songs of, of R.E.M. Green did that take? Like, <laughs> exactly. exactly. Minutes, That's how I measure out everything. Nowadays, <laughs> the best part about fishing is when you're finally done, you get to look and see all the texts and DMs that came in. It's like it's like <laughs> right. pulling the thing on the on the slot machine in Laughlin and bring. Yeah. Damn, my yeah. DMs are I mean, lit. That's what you say, right? It, it's good. It's good to get out of reception, and I, we need a word in English for this. This strange feeling that happens when you go back. You know, it's like when you land in a plane or whatever, and your phone kind of reconnects everything, and just what's waiting for you, and it's both anxiety and and maybe mild excitement, or just dread of what's waiting when your phone the, the reacclimation process. It, it, the reacclimation process. It's all. It's all dread. I love to <laughs> deprive, but yeah. Do you do you let it all hit you like a ton of bricks, or do you kind of let it? slowly trickle in there's more than one ways to skin a trout well you you know i'm a huge i'm a huge inbox zero guy that's my other passion in life beside fly fishing and writing and and eating drinking and traveling inbox zero is is where i live so (laughs) i i get back and i also have unsubscribed from every single email for the last 10 years that's another hobby of mine Mm -hmm. and so i i don't get a lot i don't get a lot of email i'm not i don't get a lot of i don't get a lot of play (laughs) which is good i get 11 emails from j crew a day (laughs) <laughs> yeah you're real back to the land you're real back to the land kind of cat but at the same time you know you know you're, you're you have you know you have a nice little instagram following for an older guy yeah. you know what i mean like you're you know you're not you're not you know you're pretty quick with a text message you know i communicate with you relatively frequently so i like it you live you do a good job i feel like of managing both of those things where i feel like some people would go too far one way i feel like you really yeah you know how to use it to your advantage we'll call you a role model and a case study for how it should and could be done <laughs> i think uh well that's very sweet of you I, I i'm a prompt texter if it's with someone i like and i want to have a conversation with and i love to get a uh, crisp black text usually pretty funny and lots of exclamation points because it's usually about something we're both mad at or happy about <laughs> uh, or some outrage that we've both uh suffered. can you believe the hemline on these trousers <laughs> 12 exclamation <laughs> Uh, or Chris is just telling me where he's getting his jeans hemmed uh, while he's in New York, and uh, and no, so uh, you know Instagram. And it's you're a like tool. jeans. Who wears jeans? <laughs> That's a good point. Well, I need you know I need everybody needs somebody more one notch more extreme from them one way or the other, right? So I have friends who are even more extreme than me on one side and and more extreme on the other, and that makes me feel good and reassured. Damn, then I, I need like, I need to befriend somebody who's even taller than I, and that'll uh, then I'll truly <laughs> yeah. have perspective in my life. Right, but that's why every single person, if you say you're, if someone says like your whatever collection is huge, you're like mine is huge. You should see this person. Yeah. And we like strategically have those people who are. You think I've got a gambling problem? You should see this. Guy. <laughs> <You know? laughs> this guy lost his whole family. Right, exactly. It's, it makes us feel much better. And then I realize for most people, I'm that person. <laughs> yeah, the person yeah. who's beyond them who yes. makes them feel better about themselves you thought you had a lot of tweed suit coats this guy <laughs> exactly. i know david Hawkins. i like that jason yeah. said suit coat too real a real <laughs> jason really knows his vernacular here no but i think that the i i love your commitment is is i have a handful of friends that are very we have we have a friend in la this guy mikey that he basically wears a suit all the time in la which is insane i mean that's truly insane you know um yeah but i i really appreciate a commitment 
to to a a look and i i i am jealous sometimes that i you said something I, I don't, you guys were talking about it once on the podcast not to like compliment you but it's something that stuck with me you're actually it. talking about giving something up and you said once you made the decision and it was it never gave you another option i think you were talking i don't know being a vegetarian or not no, prob- or probably oxycontin but yeah maybe meat <laughs> maybe meat too <laughs> but but i like that but it's like once you decide that this is how you're going to do it then it takes all the other stuff away from it and if that means being a overdressed like hey i mean i finally realized i'm more relaxed when i'm overdressed i'm more comfortable when i'm overdressed i'm more myself when i'm overdressed and actually i get as i get older i don't care what other people are doing as much it used to get me more revved up if people were being really sloppy that's just the way most people are and for me i do this thing and and that's okay too i mean you know i'm flying to san francisco tomorrow i'm gonna be wearing a suit on that plane and feeling good about it god damn right double gin on the rocks (laughs) double gin rock don't (laughs) let me see the bottom of this sweetheart and then you give her a little (laughs) tap on the pan am ass don't you david (laughs) pan am nothing but i i had better pretzels in jail (laughs) jason jason has that same commitment to wearing shorts you know and i think that that i'm more comfortable in shorts I know that's something you have difficulty with, David, but I think that if you were struggling with Jason's body type, it lends itself more to the above-knee lifestyle because it's very difficult for him to find a hemline that works for him. No, it makes perfect sense. You see him, he's like a fully realized version of himself. I totally understand it, and he looks great. It's just these fools who are doing it that I don't like. It's when, mm-hmm. But when somebody looks like who they are, sounds like who they are, it's going to be fine not to turn this into some sort yeah, of... Yeah, as long as you're unapologetically being yourself, flaws and all, then you know, true great people are drawn to you and appreciate it. That's what I've always thought. The, pro- the problem is when people say, well, why are you getting mad at me wearing shorts if them jeans can wear shorts? shorts and I say well he's the exception you're not and that's and then you got to tell someone that they're not the exception and they don't always well, you that. have to say if you if you have to ask that question you yeah. won't understand the answer <laughs> anyway exactly which is like the biggest cop-out but also very satisfying to say to people yeah, yeah. that's what Chris says when somebody asks how much like a piece of clothing costs and like <laughs> if you have to ask you can't afford it <laughs> No, I don't wear high-end garments, Jason. Don't do that to me. You just have a lot of broke friends. Sorry, okay, you know maybe I mean? the you know the, the chrome heart. If you have to ask the, what the chrome hearts Rolls Royce costs, you probably can't afford it. I guess it would be a better. That, then yeah, exactly. That's a better. That's a better. That's a better. So is it a dynamic between you guys that Chris has the fancy clothes and Jason is painting his shutters? Just I, yeah, he has the fancy clothes. He has the the band of outsiders crocheted sweater mm. and he has penny that's loafers. elder statesman it's elder statesman and it's cotton it's cotton <laughs> he has it's his, not even he cashmere has fancy vintage warby parkers and i have these tattered <laughs> rags that i muck about in a, in a quadruple xl well so what's what do you indulge in then what do you do that that shocks chris when he finds out how much it costs is it just some uh, sort of like nothing that i do shocks him pri- as it pertains to price <laughs> no what he, he what he consumes shocks me what he puts into his gullet it, it shocks yeah, I me i think yeah the daily. where i where i splurge in life is on is probably on food i mean i honestly there's nothing i would rather do now than pay for a oh, not overpay just pay a fortune for a really good sushi meal sounds incredible to that's me exactly right that's exactly what i've been thinking lately well guys Preferably just just so you know nobu malibu is open <laughs> coggins so you know what i'm saying we can hit nobu malibu anytime they'll sit us in the broke section um but courtney kardashian <laughs> will be there it's just another area that kind of we don't have access to you can't see her but you can smell her wow see this that that makes me nervous like i like a i like a sushi bar with like four seats oh yeah you know, when they don't speak English, you know, then, then I'm, then I'm yeah, I, I got to myself. do that a few months ago when we went to Hawaii and there was, they're like, yeah, we're open. Come on in. And it was, we just found a little sushi spot. It was a, the omakase was more like in the 75 to a hundred range. So it wasn't like top, top tier shit, but right. just to sit at a bar where it's just you and two other people, I love it. you know, and you're just drinking sake, drinking Sapporo's and the chef is just like, we got some good blah, blah, blah. And you want some? And we're like, yeah, fuck me up, fam. We could definitely do some sort of content related trip to Japan. I think the problem for one of us who's so you know hitting the six six eight is a little japan is a little tougher i've i've been all through japan it's not easy but i make it happen yeah all right well then i i mean we'll get man chris gets vanity fair on the line they're a new york mag i'll talk to some of my people we do a mm-hmm. little food shopping fishing trip but we're going no i think i think we're going i think we're going Netflix. okay, okay. go right you to know, the top is what i'm thinking we're look Hollywood Chris is in, is fucking <laughs> tapping in right now, and he's saying he's calling the studio execs. Um, Jason and I will head down to Burbank, 
Uh, Jason, I'll head down to Burbank and, and make some deals. I feel Tokyo be could be good. And I also think the kind of Buenos Aires, then to mm. Patagonia could also be good for a little, Look, uh, if I could, if I could cross swords with Malmin on the open plains of Patagonia. <laughs> oh my God. Jason, I was very close to doing a story on him where I was going to go and fish with him in Patagonia, which is basically all I really want magazines to exist for to fund that <laughs> operation. And we were, I talked to his PR person. We all signed let's, off let's on it. Let's get a Kickstarter. We, could, we can get that little 17K, okay. <laughs> whatever it's going to cost. What happened? What happened? Did he just, was he just like, nah? It, I got some chicks in the town. Ma- the timing was wrong because the magazine wanted to just be, or he was doing it just to promote some new restaurant, I think in Miami at the time. So it was probably three or four years ago. And then, um, and it just like a few things fell apart and I, and that really was, and I didn't care that he was using me just to like get it, his, promote this, some ridiculous restaurant in Miami. I was totally oh, happy me. to do that. Use all my holes, exactly. Francis. It's exactly. at the hotel. Fiena. F-A-E-N-A. Yes. I've actually not. He was open for business. Well, he's in Miami because they have the best looking weather and newscasters on local television. Because <laughs> it is confirmed that, that Francis Mallman is not only an excellent man with the, the flaming wood, but he's also a stick man with the ladies, correct? That's right. I think he's, he's a passionate guy. He knows how to make love to a woman. Let's, let's say that. And, and cut on a bed of salt. A salt-crusted <laughs> hottie. Tap that shit. Tap that, tap that salt crust like a creme brulee. <laughs> <laughs> he also seems to like firing people who work for him who are like view him as a god and like really value the thing he's like once they get comfortable you got to get him out of there and like this <laughs> seem to be enjoying this a little more spoken like a true stick man yeah that's a good <laughs> point yeah. yeah he's like hey baby my, I gotta yeah, go my to sous chef started cuffing a little too heavy <laughs> And, you know, I had to cut it. It's nothing for Francis to cut a bitch off. That's what he said. But he's one of the top fly fishermen as well, right? I think he's pretty, he's, he's pretty dialed in there. I was watching it again. He's, he knows what he's doing. So, and he's got this house on the island or whatever that is. So I'm, I, I love, I could just watch him make coffee. That's a really, that does a lot. Yeah. Him me. making the coffee out of yeah. that old yeah. sock. Exactly. And then he's like, time <laughs> yeah, exactly. for my morning 6 a.m. cigar that's going <laughs> to take eight hours. Exactly. He's already smoking a cigar. <laughs> and he's like, which incredible. one of you is going to fillet me while I have my morning coffee? <laughs> and cigar oh you okay great they come out of the tent ready to go i mean i i he's a he's a he's a once in a lifetime kind of guy you know he's a once in a lifetime that that kind of guy doesn't exist anymore you know is what they would say it's uh it, it's definitely something i i feel misgivings about him but at the same time you know uruguay let's do it I'm I'm there for that. That's a place I've I've never been. Uh Jason, have you been to have you been to South America though, Jason at all? Yeah, I've been to I've been to Colombia. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I've done I've done a couple gigs in Bogota, but I would right, love to hit Patagonia, Chile. Like well, yeah, when I saw that Malman episode of whatever that was, the Netflix show, I don't know hmm. if it was a David Chang or a, a Bourdain one probably or something, but Jeff's table. I yeah. was like, "Okay, so Patagonia, it's not just a clothing line. This is a, a place." <laughs> Wait, so you can go there? This is crazy. It's it's good. Yeah, that first one, boom, mind blown. And then number 2, watching him in his little island shack yeah. where you got to take a little rowboat out there and you're like, "Oh, this guy's living a life that nobody has executed to this level. It's just... I don't see Chris living alone on an island. I don't see that kind of... I don't see that happening. You know, as much as you like the outdoors, though, you maintain a city life. So you, you understand where I'm coming from. Oh, no. I, I like... A, I mean, I'm a, I'm a six months, six months. Six months in New York, six months away. And that's sort of how it's until this past year has been dialed in for the last, I don't know, decade or well, so. Well, you grew and up, and that, you grew up going to that, going to like the country too. Yeah. Right? Cabin. Yeah. So in Wisconsin. So like I'm, I'm, I'm good in the, I'm good in the woods, but you know, I like to have a, some books and some wine and, and, uh, but I, I like being alone in the countryside. It's, it's good for me. Oh, I could do it for a couple hours. It kind of makes being in the city manageable. I like the back and forth. You got any good, you got any good outdoor hill, hill country hangover cures? <laughs> I, uh, you know, my, my hangover that you cure can rub is just, on your temples or something like that. I just, you know, scrambled eggs and a clean white shirt. That's, Ooh. that's a hangover cure for me. Wow. That's real Coggins. That's Coggins bars <laughs> right there. Correct after hearing that. <laughs> Sorry. You just walked right into that one. This is fresh. Scrambled eggs and a, and a fresh white shirt. Mamma mia. <laughs> you going to try that next time, TJ? You know, I, I definitely do scrambled eggs and nothing like a, 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 a crispy Hanes white tea. That's no, no. Pe- see, that's what I was going to say. His, <laughs> no. his shirt is a custom made Charvet with his, with his initials <laughs> okay, so Coggins, not a three pack. Okay. When you're wearing, when you're wearing like a, 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 a fine dress shirt with a collar and a, and buttons on it. Yeah. Is there an undershirt 
And if you are wearing an undershirt, is there a brand? Did we cover this on episode one? No, no, no undershirts. But you know, here, you wear undershirts. That's narc shit. Is there is there a, a tank top scenario? Oh, I'd like that for you. That'd be cool if you were a, if you were an A. You no, know, I mean, not, I don't mean like a I don't mean like a quicksilver tank top. I mean like a, a wife beater about. style <laughs> tank top that a lot of under beater <laughs> style undershirt. If if you will, uh, it's funny you say that because wife beater style. I don't know. That's just insane. No, but you know, you watch like an old, you know, like you. What what uh, the movie Archie Bunker? Yeah, yeah. You know, a fifties sixties Bronx Tale type of shit. They they look nice and dapper with their wife sure, beater on. Yeah, Marlon Brando. Type shit. I think back when they were really beating their wives. When, when you're dealing with a hangover, you have to like Kingsley Amos talks about this. There's there's the medical there's a physical hangover and the metaphysical hangover. So go. physical hangover is dealt with with food, and metaphysical hangover is dealt with like that's your morale. So that means shaving. That means putting on a white shirt. So you need to deal with both of these at the same time. You need to deal with the physical side. That's coffee, whatever else you do, and then the metaphysical side, which is like morale, taking yourself seriously and cleaning up. Mm-hmm. So if you deal with both of those things however you do it then you're going to get to where you steam want steam shave exactly. A, exactly. a starched pressed outfit <laughs> i'm back baby i'm back jason can't shave because apparently he looks weird <laughs> Uh, he he cannot <laughs> he cannot wear a shirt with bu- he rarely both wears both of you guys have beards okay or at least some stubble I just accidentally shaved my beard I I just I t- I put the wrong setting on my electric shaver because I you know I have to shave myself now because I can't see the Been barber there, honey. definitely if you can see a barber to have your beard trimmed that's my advice for everyone out there Coggins, but, don't worry bro I get a haircut now that I shave my head I get a lineup every week I get my beard trimmed every nice, every Friday nice, we hit nice. the chair baby. <laughs> I put the wrong setting on the beard and all of a sudden a week before my book comes out, like my beard was almost entirely gone. I had not seen this much of my face in 15 years. It was quite, quite something staring back. We like to jar, you know, we like to have a new, much like Billie Eilish. Maybe you were trying to, you know, come out anew for your new project. You know, maybe you took a little cue from Billie. I'm often compared to to her. (laughs) Um, You're like new books coming out. Billy mode engaged. (laughs) This is how I know, like, the the true sign of being old is when you, like, looking up, because you just turn Saturday Night Live on for two seconds just to see what's going on or to complain about it or something, and you're like, who is the musical guest? And it's someone I've, you know, have to find out wh- what they do, because they're lying and performing lying down or in some weird, weird way. Don't come for Halsey like this. Uh, back in my day, it was Paul Simon every week, and that's the way we liked it, <laughs> goddammit. And then you look them up on Instagram, and they have 70 million followers. <laughs> Always. Like, oh, interesting. Always. And you're like, oh, I'm old, old. It's interesting. They did a deal with a brand... Coca-Cola, that seems like a big, that seems big, yeah, yeah, shit. Music isn't for me, but you know, whatever. I'm like, where's Bob Mold? Come on, give me the, give me the good stuff. You know, give me, give give me, give me Bob, Robin Hitchcock on the old Letterman late night with Letterman. That, that was the, like, for some reason playing with Paul Schaefer worked his way. Paul Schaefer, Paul Schaefer's in every band for for during that era. You know, we need, we need some keys. It's, yeah, it's considered uncouth to not let Paul sit in with your session. Right, exactly. It is impressive that these guys can learn a song that fast i mean I, like you you basically go through it once maybe twice you know what i mean yeah. and you and then you play it on live television yeah. like i know you do that every night but still that's like pretty impressive you know that's, that's like I, I i it's probably the easiest with drums i'm kind of interested i'm into schaefer i'm into paul schaefer like you see him i forgot he's got that role in spinal tap he just sort of pops up here and there like being like usually hysterical totally at his own expense like he completely has these like tight jeans with rear end right into the camera and spinal tap as Artie Fufkin. I mean, great, great mm-hmm. stuff. He's like, you know, the promoter in the town. He blames himself. Yes. He's the Andy Dick of drumming. We love taking the piss. <laughs> we love taking the piss, Coggins, as you, as you know. <laughs> As you know, you that's know. All so what do we think about all these cure t-shirts before we i know we're going to run out of thing i mean this is we're, we, this is the most important issue of the yeah, day Chris, Chris. any new updates on cure gate <laughs> that is that is the pandemic now since covid is over um fauci i need you to figure out a vaccine for cure shirts on celebrities if you could go ahead and figure that oh out Oh my goodness well look courtney kardashian we already can trace that lineage to obviously travis barker known i mean travis barker likes the cure and has probably liked the cure since before i was born so that i you know but but here's the situation is that I didn't know which one of those sisters that was and didn't want to know. So now I do know because you said it. I apologize. They, um, I but I I don't like this. Uh, I love what they. Have. I don't like this idea of presenting. You know, I'm against having words on clothes anyway because it's just too confusing. Mm-hmm. And uh, but I don't like because it gives these people an exa- a chance to affiliate themselves to something that they haven't you know suffered enough through through their teen years to really earn. This, they were like, never Robert fat. Smith. They were never goth. They were never goth. They never. <laughs> right, right. No, I I mean. 
that Courtney Kardashian though I understand because it's like if Bay comes over you know and, and puts on a t-shirt I want to wear one of your rocker shirts is that bad yeah you're not going right. to tell it you're well, not you're, it's cute if she wears it around the house with him not I don't want to see it out in public well Coggins unfortunately I hate to tell I hate to tell you this but sometimes these influencer types they take pictures at home and then they share them and then we see it. oh yeah yeah so that you know it wasn't yeah it was a stage but but january jones from jason's favorite show mad men i don't know what she's doing she cropped it she cut the shirt i can't tell if it's a reproduction yeah but january jones she's probably more she could easily be more of a cure head than travis barker you know she's of, of the age you know in the 90s she's probably a pretty cool young hollywood chick bitch she was hot as hell and married to Ashton Kutcher. She was not listening to The Cure, bro. She is? She was. Oh, so listen, uh, oh, I'll tell you, Chris, I'll tell you my January Jones story. When when uh, Glenn O'Brien, RIP, was editing interview, it, there were two people who were going to had a chance to interview January Jones for the cover story, me or someone else. They didn't tell me who. And I'm like, well, Glenn, it, I know I'm unknown or basically unknown. I'd love to do it. I'm from Minnesota. She's from North Dakota or something like that. Yeah. Uh, I'm a big fan. Love Mad Men. I feel like I'm the person to do it. We can do it. And it was like, okay, I like that. We'll, we'll try it. Okay. Don't hear from him. All of a sudden, c- cover story. Interview by Jack Nicholson. <laughs> okay, <laughs> great. So I was just thinking like at the meeting, they're like, well, we've got two ways we can go with this. We've got this guy. Uh, David Coggins, young guy, a little bit pretend- he's, you know, overdressed. Wait, oh, that guy. Right, right. And who's the other one? Jack Jack Nicholson? Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, I think we'll wrap lunch. Okay, we've got We're it. We're going to go with Jack this time. We'll, look, we'll revisit <laughs> it. If you're going to find out the hard way, having it be Jack cushions the blow. Right. I mean, it could have been me talking about the cure with her. We could have been talking Fascination Street. Oh, my God. It would have been the highlight. Life would have, life would have changed for you. And I'd be like, I'm sorry, here's some here's some done to death merch. My friend gave it to me to give to you. <laughs> yeah, we wear this to, in your uh, next Instagram photo, please. <laughs> um David Coggins, thank you for returning to the hallowed halls of How Long of Gone. A pleasure. Um, the Optimist is in stores. Make sure you pick up The Optimist. Wherever you get books um, from all the local independent retailers, Three Lives, McNally, Jackson, bookshop.org. Sign copies at Three Lives. So, yeah. Sign copies at Three Lives. Whether you like fishing or you like thinking, this is a book for you. Um, <laughs> subscribe to David's newsletter. Listen to his podcast with, with fellow alum Michael Williams, friend of the show. Hi, Michael. <laughs> Check out, follow David for all his collaborative high-end products he has coming out that you can wear fishing <laughs> or to dinner. Um, I'll be wearing them to dinner, of course. Um, and Definitely. we will talk to you soon, David. Thank you, David. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it.